0: It's time to turn out the lights, grab some popcorn, and watch some horrible horror movies. This is a Terrible Terror Podcast. Each episode, I delve into the world hey hey
1: hey hey, ter- hey, hey, hey! Who the fuck are you? This is my podcast. Jesus. <clears throat> well, each episode, I delve into the world of terrible horror movies. Why do I do it? Well, I can't explain it, but I love these horrible movies. If you've made a horror movie on your phone, or made your own special effects MacGyver style, please... Send it my way. Now, what happens when you invite your very first guest onto your podcast?
0: Well, you get the Terrible Discussion podcast, of course.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Terrible Terror podcast. And I've got a guest with me. Want to introduce yourself?
0: Hi, guys. Uh, No one will know who I am, but... uh... My name is Richard. I'm the Fear Merchant on Twitter. So I'd, You've, I'd like you've to... heard of him before. I've mentioned you multiple
1: times on this podcast.
0: You, you, have, you have mentioned me, but now it's in the flesh. Not quite. It's in the audio.
1: Uh, <laughs>
0: yeah, so I, I do horror commentaries and reviews for UK horror scene. That's, that's my well, main gig. So... so I'm here today. We're, we're having a little chat about terrible horror movies.
1: Yeah, we're gonna talk about a couple movies today. This is kind of a little bit of a bonus episode for everybody. Uh, and uh, how did you get started doing the whole horror review thing?
0: Uh, it was it was serendipity. Um, I just saw a tweet when I when we just started uh, the Twitter account there last February two thousand and fifteen, and it was UK horror scene looking for English reviewers, and I jokingly said, "Is Ireland close enough?" And uh, it just took off from there. It's been a lot of fun over the last year and a half. I can't complain, really. Just throwing my two cents at uh, anything from indie horror, uh, novella, novels, games, anything. Everything horror.
1: And why did you pick the name The Fear Merchant?
0: Uh, Well, we originally started off, we were streaming a few horror games. That was kind of the real genesis and we decided to, I say we because there was a couple of friends over at my house while we were still in college, and uh, it's a throwback to the Resident Evil 4 merchant, um, he's kind of an iconic character for anyone who's played that game, so that's kind of the name spawned out of him, that's where, that's where that came from.
1: And that just kind of stuck and that you've been the fear merchant
0: since uh yeah that's it it never really evolved and i'm still happy with it uh so yeah it's all good it's working for me
1: yeah a lot of you might have noticed a lot of the tags going around twitter you did that 31 and 31 horror challenge i i might join and be a partake in that next year this year i was like man that's a lot of movies to watch it's kind of like that
0: uh it was crazy Like it was my first year doing it i've Followed a a good few people over the last maybe 10 years who would have done it. Like James Rolfe, the uh, Angry Video Game Nerd. Mm -hmm. This is Monster Madness every year. He was kind of the first guy. And uh, another guy, Chuck. He has water cooler films on YouTube. And he has the Bad Movie Fiends podcast. He's been doing it for the last nine years. And he started doing it in September. Holy crap. Just to get ahead of the curve. You know, because he's like, oh, it's too saturated. So I was like, well, why Why won't I give it a go? I have a little audience. Let's see when people, you know, partake. And, uh, no, it was very successful, a lot of participation, and you were involved in a lot of it. I was, I was tagging you all the way along. All the way along, yeah. And
1: you even took one
0: of my film suggestions there with Killer Clowns from Outer Space. I did, yeah. No, that was actually one of the more fun ones I watched, I must say. Uh, there was a few safe bets. There was a few golden oldies. Oh, was- well, yeah absolute trash i i threw in a bit of everything (laughs) there was another few people i saw and we all ended up tagging each other in the end they were this guy was doing a -a sequel-a-thon oh wow halfway through he he decided he'd do the amityville horror uh franchise but i think that was like 17 sequels (laughs) oh jesus christ i i can't even remember there's
1: that i remember a couple years ago they had one that was like a found footage version of the amityville horror that -hmm. they did uh, and that was shortly after, I think, they released that one with Ryan Reynolds, where they tried to just recreate the original film with yeah. new people. Well, that, that was
0: the first one I saw, was the Ryan Reynolds one, because oh. I actually hadn't heard of it, because it's from the 70s, it's, it goes quite a ways back, but I think it got really goofy, like, you know, the fourth film is It's About Time, and it's, about, it's called It's About Time, or something like that, it's about the haunted clock in the house. Then another, then another movie could be the haunted doll. Then the haunted dollhouse. Then the, hall, the haunted fucking doorstop. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that, I think that's generally how it just ended up. So you think it
1: her. it jumped off the jumped or jumped over the shark when they had the haunted doorstop?
0: Yeah, don't quote me on that one. Uh, that was,
1: <laughs> too late. That's been recorded.
0: That's satire. <laughs> that's satire, satire, guys. I'm not, I'm not too sure, but it wouldn't be far off the truth. I'm sure. I'm pretty sure
1: Especially the way they seem to like turn horror franchises You know, you could go the Halloween route with all of a sudden just a bunch of rappers decide to join into the fray Or, you know of You could go the, the Chucky route Where actually I kind of think the movies kind of got better when they got funnier uh, They're still horrible, of course But yeah. it's still entertaining course, Compared to it? other franchises
0: yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street went down the same route, which just yeah. absolutely goofy, where you're rooting for Freddy more so than, oh no, the baddies going to get the guys. <laughs>
1: Don't fall asleep. No, please, please fall asleep.
2: Yeah,
0: The movie's called Dreamcatcher. Fall asleep. <laughs> God damn.
1: Oh, no, we're not going to talk about Shit Monster today. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever they called him in that movie. God, that movie's horrible too.
0: Uh so What are we going to talk about today, Brian? You you lead us in.
1: Okay, so we're going to just do a general film discussion. Uh, we each picked a movie uh, to for the other one to watch. Um, there was one that I had picked that we decided was uh, probably too horrible to watch, so we changed it, and then we came back to it. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of both on our minds, and uh, these are films that I feel like uh, they're good to talk about, but they're not necessarily worth a full review like it's cool to talk about just things and i think this is a a nice little break from the regular podcast that normally gets done so uh what we're going to do is we're going to play you a trailer uh then we're going to do some discussion and then we're going to play you the second trailer for the second film so the first film is richard's film which is the gate
0: Two trespassers and an alternate title I can't remember is it like back for the revenge or... they had uh, two titles anyway it, it was
1: something ridiculous uh it was ha- it was it Terry was has a horrible name
0: we, we we both yeah we both <laughs> had trouble finding that one online
1: yes that was probably the harder of the two to find uh if you guys want to watch the films uh this is the worst one to be honest uh do a little searching you'll be able to find it um but if you really want to buy it uh it is on Amazon for 60 bucks US uh which is ridiculous <laughs> for or, this or film. It, yeah.
0: If you lean that way you could also head to the high seas but we don't condone that sort of behavior on this Of course podcast.
1: not. No no no. Never never never.
0: We like to support support the teams that made these beautiful productions.
1: <laughs> but if you do happen to find it somewhere and you want to watch it um The High Seas might be your best route. Uh, in terms of finding, I mean, this is incredible. It's not on iTunes. It's not on YouTube. Even for rent, it's not on YouTube, which is weird. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm sure if you did some searching, maybe through there and weird searches, and somebody's going to have a reversed image inside of a box and, you know, thrown out there that you can watch it. Uh, but uh, how about we play the trailer real fast and then we'll start the discussion.
2: The first time was just a warning.
0: (laughs) Gate 2. The problem wasn't that we opened the gate. The problem was
2: that we didn't do it right. Demonology. Evil against evil.
1: Interdimensional contact with beings whose power can be used for anything you want.
2: Anything. They're inside the circle. It's working. This time it's not coming through your backyard. Get up! Ah! <laughs> Oh my god! This time it comes through you. <laughs> Gate two. To
1: the if you've never seen The Gate, uh, please see that movie instead. Of this, <laughs> <laughs> it's cheesy too, but it's still a. I think it's a pretty good movie. Uh, it's a lot more youth-friendly, uh, and this is kind of the same, even though it's it gets into weird places. Um, but. It's, it starts off with really boring title cards Like that's the first note that I have Like this is just You can tell it's direct to VHS for the time uh, Even though I don't know 90s DVDs uh, I think yeah, it was more Yeah when it
0: break in like 95 It was like
1: 95, 96 around then Somewhere close by uh, So you still had that But a lot of the aesthetic of this movie It feels like it's stuck In the, the 80s still uh, like it's really trying to either replicate a lot of what the predecessor did, or they just did not have a budget. And I lean a little more towards number
0: two <laughs> than yeah, number one. It really did have that vibe because it came out in 1990, 1990 yep. and the original was only a few years prior because they used the same actor.
1: Yeah, I, I think the original one was eighty. I want to say like eighty five, maybe eighty six, because the the friend. That gets possessed in the first movie He's the mm-hmm. main focus of this movie uh, yeah. And it's like He didn't learn his lesson He's back to trying to conjure demons After having to like put them back in the ground In the first movie And the house being totally torn apart And Yeah, because he,
0: he's a angsty teen He wants to get laid That's like the whole premise of the whole movie <laughs> That's a
1: lot of it <laughs> Well, I thought the real premise was He wanted to get his dad back to having a job Like his dad's a fucking alcoholic Because his mom died yeah. And it's like, what? What the hell is going
2: on?
0: <laughs> it is. It's a hard one to wrap your head around. Like it's. It's a very silly premise for a movie. Well, well, I don't know. It's endearing. It's yeah. You want, to, you want to help your dad out if your dad's a deadbeat dad and you're doing better than your dad, and you have a way to help him out. Summon a few demons. Why not? Yeah,
1: that that's the logical step. First, have a dad that's fucked up. And then the only way that you can solve it is directly with demonology, which is older than any religion itself, according to the film. Uh, I believe that. And and the way that he even summons the gate for the first time, he has these like laser lights that he forms into a circle and he's got his computer there. I was saying that
0: it was uh, like a techno demon. (laughs) I really, it actually really felt, do you know what it really felt? Like, I feel like the game Doom. yeah must have been influenced by the gate 2 like 100%. or vice versa because i think when well, doom was doom was like 93 oh yeah or you're 94. right so it was like techno demons you know it was like flashy laser lights pentagram it was like this is fucking badass
1: yeah, ms dos summoning
0: code <laughs> he's got yeah, exactly. there like he's
1: freaking <laughs> typing on it like he's got this weird the keyboard's in a weird position too it's like upright And he's, like, just typing on it right away. And you're like, okay, here come the lasers. Uh, And he's like, don't break the circle. But then the, well, the three people show up, which is, uh, I forgot what the girl's name off the top of my head. I think it's Lisa and her boyfriend, John, and then Mo, who happens to be some guy that's suffering some type of heart disease that's dying. Uh, And they are interested in it. Uh, especially the girl, she's like totally on board right away.
0: Yeah, she gets an absolute demon boner, even though if Johnny and Mo are like, nah, fuck that. Yeah, Fuck this loser. And she's like, no, tell me more. No, tell me more.
2: I, I need demons I in my need life. Demons.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, you know, it's like, don't break the seal, but suddenly it's like the back of the mystery machine. They're all huddled up together in the circle. And then the, you all... The
1: they all burn something that they want to come true, at least at that point. Him with somebody with his dad. She puts a like a ring and I forget Mo puts something and so does John and and then they summon the little mini <laughs> demon. Like they call it a minion, and it's not that shitty minion that you see from Despicable me. Uh they call him the roadie of demons. That was the one that like stuck out with me. No, I, I love so that. Oh, like,
0: ridiculous! Ah, he's a roadie, the demons. I, if I was a roadie and I was watching this, I'd turn it off straight away. It's like the fucking disrespect. Yeah. You know how much the roadies do for you as a band, you motherfuckers.
1: <laughs> no, no, you just go over there and grant people's wishes, and then turn it to shit. That—that's exactly what you do.
0: And yeah, but when you say shit, then we'll we'll get onto that. We but will. That's an important topic. of shit! There. <laughs> So,
1: the other thing that I notice here is that, like, in the first film, Terry was supposed to be this, like, total, like, metalhead. Like, he had the patch, leather patch jacket, and, or, you know, jean jacket. And he, I mean, you even, were even int- introduced to him listening to something, and I can't remember what it was. But here, he's, like, a total geek. He's got, like, he puts on that purple wizard's outfit like to do the summoning it's completely and utterly ridiculous he yeah, you know, but just went this all,
0: that all harbors back to you know like magic and mysticism and the occult oh and and merlin and <laughs> yeah like there was there, there was some good symbolism going on of you know occulty things the robes the robes are a must if you're doing sigil magic i must say
1: <laughs> yeah well you i guess in the long run I, you could have some type of weird robe that helps you Summon the roadie of demons.
0: <laughs> well, it, it worked, didn't it? The the roadie yeah. demon did in fact come to life. But he got shot. He got killed. Yep, he Terry got takes, shot. very and... pickles him and brings him out to his room. And it it did you notice that the jar just has its own aura, its own glow, with like no illumination from anywhere else. It was just like glowing. Yeah. If his Dad ever came down, it's like, where'd you get that new lava lamp? <laughs> <laughs> Not even plugged in uh, well
1: his dad wasn't even he like brought the damn jar into the house he was carrying it in and dad doesn't even really notice when he goes into his room like hey what's that sitting over there on your
0: desk sorry no i was looking at his room and his room is bigger than my apartment it was like full <laughs> it was, it was a, <laughs> you're it jealous was full, it was a full basement it was like fuck you terry you fucking demons and jars and a load of shit on the walls and i don't even have space to hang my jacket (laughs) oh and you know the worst thing for the the summoning
1: thing is he's got to kill the hamster like that's the last thing that they've got to do and in poor john well not poor john but john's like totally slices his head off uh because they need the blood of
0: an innocent to to do it i wrote that down three times it was the three bell tolls for the hamster you see him first i was like no not the hamster (laughs) Ten minutes later, no, not the hamster. And then another five minutes, it's like, fuck you, hamster. Like, <laughs> I used to have hamsters growing up. I was the straw with the hamsters. Well,
1: and they kept calling it a rat. That was the other thing. Like, it's so obviously a, a hamster. Ghost. And they kept calling him, they called him Rat Boy. And it's yeah. like, wait, but no, would you call him Hamster Boy? Like, it's utterly really ridiculous. And John looks like a fake-ass Luke Perry, by the way. Uh <laughs> Just,
0: I actually thought he looked like the guy from Troll 2.
1: Oh, maybe no. I, I'm thinking of, uh, I'm thinking of Mo. Mo with a bandana around his head looked a little more like Luke Perry.
0: Can, uh, yeah, can we both establish that Mo is the worst actor <laughs> of all time? He yeah, could not act.
1: Well, he couldn't act, but at least he didn't seem wooden. Like Terry is like straight faced the entire time, even when something is going really bad. Uh, not to jump ahead, but when he gets ass kicked, he's
0: still kind of like...
1: like that's, that's why I thought nothing.
0: he was a troll kid, because <laughs> his acting was so bad. I actually had to look it up just <laughs> to make sure. Because I know you just you had just recently done Troll 2. Yes. And I, the only scene I know from Troll 2, because I refused to watch it, was that... Uh, no, they're eating people. How eat next? my <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> the famous scene. Yes. But when his, well, yeah, when his dad was like going off to the interview, it was, I was like, is this? I was like, am I really tired or what's going on? Like, this acting is so bad. Like, it was obviously directed TV or like to VHS. There was oh, no yeah. way this got theatrical.
1: There, there was no way that this got released. And, it, and even when we first talked about the films, I had no idea that the gate even had a sequel. And yeah. this and that's probably why, because this went directly to DVD.
0: Yeah, because it was one of those things. Because uh, for the younger listeners out there, uh, when I was at the video store when I was a youngster, <laughs> if you still know what a video store is, you just we just picked it up myself and my buddy, and uh, it was, this looks great. Like the poster looks amazing. It's really good artwork. And uh, back in those days, you had to judge a horror by its cover. Oh yeah. And uh, yeah, we just had like great times. And I said, "Geez, you know," because I did remember a famous scene. I was telling you about it. That famous scene was not even a tenth of what I remembered it. I was very disappointed. And that comes towards the end of the film, correct? Is it very at the end. We, we'll come back to that. We're yes, slowly, we will. We're slowly trudging along. We're just at the hamster now. It's just after gotten killed. That's the first kill of the film. It's the poor hamster. It's the poor
1: hamster. And so they do manage, like we said, to summon the little demon. Uh, and they, they explain a lot about, like, the trinity of demons in this, and it it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Like, it, there there's a big... about. Well, this is much further in, like, about 35 minutes in. There's a big explanation of what the demons mean, and he's kind of like the... They consider him the roadie of demons because he's the first one out to help bring the trinity back in, and you do actually get to meet the trinity at one point in the film. Yeah, uh, but,
0: like literally as you said there 35 minutes in there's an exposition montage for about 5 minutes it's like we need to chuck all this lore in this explanation I was like Terry how the fuck do you know all this shit you just closed the gate once and suddenly had these books that like popped out of fucking hell's library like, like you just who the fuck are you Terry
1: the, the library just has books on demonology you can just go check out really quick uh, you know and he's probably so much of a badass that he doesn't return the books yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> his fines are really high. On <laughs> the damn book, demonology books.
0: Uh, it's going to be about $30 when you bring it in. Oh, okay. Yeah, he probably got them out of the same library as Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, probably. Yeah. He has all those ancient Sumerian texts in there, Giles.
1: Now, what, did, what did you think of his little battle against the demon to get uh, him into the birdcage?
0: Uh, that was fun. It like, was entertaining. I... I, like, oh, I don't know. Like, the film was very watchable. Yeah. But it was, it was terrible. I think, like, there's a fine line, but would I watch it again? Maybe not, but I'm glad that I'm discussing it. I wouldn't have ever watched it unless I was talking to someone about it. hmm Like, I, I think we're losing that these days with film, you know, if if something was on, and, like, the Friday night movie... Or something like that on like a channel, and you watch it, and you come in the next day to work or whatever. And say, oh, did you watch that movie last night on so and mm-hmm. so channel? Like, oh yeah, yeah, it was good. But everything's on like demand now. Oh yeah, you can so just unless, pull it when you need it's it. Like Brian, watch this. Come on, let's have a chat. That's yeah. what, that's what we had to do. You had no, you didn't even know this existed.
1: No, I didn't. And the funny thing is, like you bring up, uh, you brought up James Rolfe earlier, um, and he he kind of approached horror a little the way that I did cuz I used to stay up really late at night and uh on Fridays that's when they would have uh TNT which was a channel here would yeah, have he the guy come on and with the monster movies yeah. um and the name of that totally like, there was a bunch cuz there was also like up all night which is that's how I first saw the Toxic Avenger movie uh and the series um that's great. when that. you yeah and, and that's kind of how you get into some of these lesser known horror uh and i i believe that this may be one of the ways i saw the original gate too um yeah but it's weird that they've they never went further say things that were direct to video you never really saw on that it was all something that maybe got a theatrical release or was being pimped by some studio at the time
0: yeah but it it was surprising then to see your man terry like reprise his role Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. If it was directed. Like, most of these things, is they just get in a new actor, and they, you know, for the first five minutes, it's like, hi, Terry, 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 Terry. And you're like, oh, yeah, that's the same guy. Yeah. it's a different actor. You know, they have to really, like, force feed you that it's the same character. But uh, no, it's actually the same actor, so.
1: I think he's really only been in, like, five things, and the gate and the gate two are, and his, like, number one, number two of his IMDb page.
0: Yeah, I know. And, like, the amount of kind of nerdy actors from... Well, I say nerdy. If you can see me, it's not great uh, radio face here, but <laughs> air quotes nerdy actors that kind of did make it. And then, like he was kind of a nerdy kid in this, but he was—he like he wasn't terrible. He definitely could have been in a few. Like there was so much teen movies in the late eighties, early nineties. He could have squeezed his way into those.
1: Something, at least a walk-on here or there. Maybe I think he had a couple of small roles like that, where he I think even one of them said that he was like a nerd or something like that, and passerby in one of the films. Yeah, I think he was in Detroit
0: Rock City as like nerd, nerdy yeah. kid. Yeah, I think like that's that. the one. Yeah, S- yeah, so, poor guy. Because uh, it was kind of fun, like I must say. But um, yeah, he he captures the the demon that he captures. Well, puts in a jar, heals himself, and gets re- reanimated and breaks out of the jar and runs around the room. We we just mentioned it there, so it was the bird cage.
1: Yes. And he and... puts on a full like hockey attire to go and catch the the demon. And I really thought he was gonna try to like slap shot him into the birdcage. But I he was, more like I was like
0: fingers crossed for that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but he more like just kind of directed him over there And then put the garbage can on him and put him inside So it, it was, was a little that, act climactic towards the end of that
0: well, That claymation and How they did it was actually very good
1: Oh the, the claymation In this film is really well done I mean well, it's that, no Ray yeah, Harryhausen it's kind of standard. Yeah But I, th- I think some of that was reused From the first if I'm not mistaken uh, Yeah
0: they looked very similar
1: but the claymation towards the end with the the bigger one, I thought was relatively good because we didn't see anything like that before. Yeah. Uh, even the way that it it moved around the set and climbed on things, I thought was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, uh, no, it was it was good. The clay, like the claymation and the the special effects for the monsters, I'd say was where like the bulk of the work went into. Bulk of the I budget. <laughs> yeah, but possibly the budget because like some of the claymation stuff and. I suppose they had green screens back then to some extent. Yep. Just looks absolutely trash, but like oh, yeah. this is this is well done, but they didn't spend the money on uh the casting, I tell you that much.
1: Oh. Good lord. Well, the the thing we learn afterwards cuz uh Lisa shows up and they kind of have this heart weird heart to heart when he explains everything goes on and he tells of like how his mom died and the thing that threw me off is that he he's so wouldn't when he says to her that he saw and he, he found his dad trying to kill himself. Like, yeah. and it's just kind of like, yeah, my dad had a gun in his mouth and, uh, you know, he was going to kill himself. It, it, it's so, like, you want to either he's been, like, so desensitized, the character, that he's just going with it and kind of going through the motions of life, or it's just not the right direction that I would have given him you know as a director in terms of how he would have acted that it was just yeah, so see, like pass her off oh yeah my dad tried to kill himself
0: the thing is like is he a bad actor or was he just given absolute shit tier dialogue and just yeah. like, no direction because well,
1: he was a lot more lively in a... the
0: first film yeah because you know you could be cold and standoffish and a bit like numb I suppose if you're like oh Jesus like I walked in on my dad and oh, I feel like he had a gun in his mouth like he was fucked. Like, that's better acting that I just did there. <laughs> and <laughs> and, what you see than what you've seen in the film. Than what we saw in the film. I'm not an actor. <laughs> I never <laughs> But uh, that was better acting. Like, he must have just got shit direction. Like, everyone can act the scene of, like, Asher, ah, God help us, my dad nearly died, you know? Yeah. Well, uh, that,
1: that turns in the, from going to that to... Hey, let's just make a bunch of fucking wishes for shit. It's like the wish montage. Because they figured that they can. That was the can, weirdest
0: thing ever. Because he was like, no, you can't mess with the de- demons, man. And the next transition is them riding a, a fucking what like was Ferrari it? A or some shit like that. I think it was a Corvette because they made a big point. Oh, that's Corvette. right. And then it, the boot was like Santa's sleigh, just like shit piled up to the top. Like, just clung in place <clears> He's like sleeping out. with a like, guitar as she drives around.
1: It's it's yeah, so ridiculous. My,
0: my little note here was just like Hose ain't loyal like fucking straight away <laughs> <laughs> Just like going going around with Terry. Poor Johnny, I don't think he catches him this time. No, he there's, there's he,
1: he kind of does. He sees the car drive by and he's like, Oh wait, that's Lisa. Who's he who's she with? And he doesn't really realize it's Terry, he kinda of guesses that it is. Yeah. But he he confronts her shortly after that. Like, when they wake up the next morning, they they have that weird dream sequence, like, of... Uh, well, because they get back, and then the dad comes down, and, like, the dad says, Oh, yeah, I've got a job, but the job is going to be uh, doing stuff at the airport, like baggage claim stuff. Yeah. And then the next morning, it's like, Oh, hey, guess what? I'm actually going to be flying a plane. Because he's oh. throwing out all the liquor bottles.
0: Yeah, I know, because... I actually no, I actually have it written down. It was very is actually much earlier on, <laughs> where she approached Terry. Is we're going to just call her Lisa? I can't. I yeah, can't I,
1: I can't. This this <laughs> is the point like, where we could have IMDb up and looking at it, but fuck
0: yeah. It. So no, this is we, we don't need to look these things up. This is it's not worth here. it. It's no, it's not a second extra effort now for this movie. But no, remember she was like Oh, I wish for my true love And she was like, wink, wink Oh, yeah Then and It she was actually when like... they were like parked up And he was like Yeah, I've had sex all the time Oh, I'm yeah Cool And uh, I was like, kissless It's that confirmed. geek <laughs> It's
1: that geek stereotype of them You know, oh, yeah I, I know what it's like But I've never actually had sex before If you can't tell
0: uh yeah, but they they had a really like cool transition because remember he was like dreaming, and then he was like, "Oh, what the fuck's going on?" And he fell, but then it was him falling out of the bed.
1: Yeah, it was that, that was, really that was, that was slow that was... motion fall.
0: Yeah, but it was really cool the transition because it was him like on the road or something mm-hmm. getting hit by a car, and then he fell over, but it turned him of him like falling out of bed on the floor. So like, yeah, the the camera was following him like fixed on his face falling on his back out of bed, out of a dream. I thought that was probably one of the more clever like, things in the movie. And, and that like,
1: also, shortly after, that's when they found about everything turning to shit.
0: Oh, like, that was just a metaphor for the whole movie. Yeah. Like, it just turned to shit well, when you decided to make the second movie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I had made a note at that point, like, shortly before all this, I'm like, this demon thing's going to be like a monkey's paw type of thing, isn't it? Like, uh, it's kind of set up because you know you're dealing with demons and of course you can never get the right or you'll never get what you wish for when you use evil to get what you want to obtain, right? That's a silly trope that's constant. And from this point, I didn't expect it though literally for everything that they wish for to turn into literal shit.
0: Yeah, listeners, everything turns into excrement Yes. And then it Turns into piles of poo poo.
1: One of my favorite points of that is later on in the film, <laughs> <laughs> just because how ridiculous it gets. Uh,
0: yeah, no, it does go from okay, we're going to try and make a serious movie into yeah, the wishes turn to shit. Like this is just a fucking horror comedy now at this stage. Yeah, you, like and you it, can't take something seriously at that stage.
1: It, it starts to. It's at that point, it's, it goes down a weird route where there's serious things that happen, but then there's just stuff that's just, like you said, funny. Uh, and it, a little bit out of place with what they're trying to do, because there's, there's the part where, you know, John is trying to, you know, go and get Lisa back, and, like, he's begging her, and, like, it just seems ridiculous the way that he's doing it, and Moe's kind of making fun of him. Then you got, um,. The dad gets into a coma uh, after he crashes the plane on the runway, and I couldn't tell if it was because he was becoming a drunk again, and he was no, drinking like on that, the plane.
2: That was
0: the most like ludicrous part of the film. I thought it was like, you know, the next day when he saw the pile of shit on the floor, yeah, and then he runs out to his dad. He's like, "No, I'm a pilot today," and he's like, "What the hell? Like you told me, you're a baggage handler." Yeah, and then it was that night that he's like. Your father's been a serious accident. He crashed on the runway, and it was like, hang on now. He was in a cargo plane, and he was drinking on the job. And then everyone was like, "How the hell did he get in the plane? Like, who allowed that?" Yeah. And it was it was kind of like a two phase of the of the dream trying to shit. Of like in the morning, he was like, "No, I'm a pilot again. What are you on about baggage handler?"
1: Yeah, and he's like, "I'm I'm totally clearing up my life. I'm throwing away all the liquor that we've got in the house and- breaking all the bottles i'm gonna be good and then then you listen to the insurance guy come up to them like yeah the airline's gonna pay 85 percent of all the things but he's talking shit about the dad like shortly before that he overhears yeah but that
0: was a stupid exposition of like it didn't they didn't think that out properly no the thing with like i'd say something if it was like oh he's in baggage handling and his arm got maimed in the conveyor belt or something would have made more sense Of like he can't even he can't even do the simple job right because he's such a fuck up of a dad. That kind of would have made more sense of like, no, he's actually back being a pilot after being out for years of being an alcoholic. Like, that's that's more unrealistic.
1: Yeah, but that also kind of leads to the whole wish thing, right? So, him him wishing it and it going further, going even better than he thought it was going to be. So. And and kind of giving that false sense of hope that hey I'm everything's gonna work out but yeah, yeah but to go from like it.
0: I I'm wishing for my dad to do well and then his dad gets a job yeah it, as a baggage handler it's like okay it's not what I wish for but you know he's a baggage handler yeah but then the next day it was like no I'm a pilot what are you talking about baggage handler like that didn't make sense to me
1: yeah it's just like no didn't don't you understand this is what I'm doing now so either it was like maybe delusions in the dad's head or it was uh truly just like the wish got better like the shit part could have actually been the demon planting that in his head that hey you're actually a pilot not a baggage handler and so he he believed that like
0: went into a plane when he was a baggage handler kind of thing
1: yeah that that's kind of what i was thinking but it they make it seem like all of a sudden no like you're crazy no I got the job as a pilot not as a baggage handler
0: yeah Uh, yeah maybe but like it was silly but like at around the same time where it just begins to just descend into ludocracy well yeah (laughs) whatever you you want to say is where Johnny and Mole find the minion they have him in the back oh boy and they're smoking a few joints (laughs) And the most ridiculous thing, they're like...
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's fucking Beavis and Butthead sitting there
0: in the fucking car. But they puff a load of, like, a a plume of smoke into the bag. It's a ridiculous
1: amount of smoke that he blows into that bag. It's like like he just took the biggest drag, period.
0: (laughs) But, you know, it's quite the opposite effect on the demon. He doesn't get mellow. He freaks the fuck out and trashes the whole, whole car. Mo well, and Johnny end up crashing. the The most ridiculous thing
1: that I I took a note on, uh, for that was who's holding down the gas of the car, uh, because the car maintains its speed, but Johnny is getting his neck ripped open into by the demon, and his foot is clearly off the pedal, yet the car still <laughs> maintains its speed. And it's going all over the place. Almost runs into a truck, but then it gets into a ditch, and they're able to get the demon off. He even sprays uh, Mo sprays poor Johnny with a fire extinguisher that happens to somehow be in the car. Like, where did it come from? He As just I
0: said, the whole the whole thing just descended into madness after the wishes started coming. Yeah, they just gave up after that. I think they had like, yeah, will be cool if we open the gate again, that would, that's a really good idea for a movie. And then past that, there was like, oh, fuck, we have another 125 <laughs> minutes to go after the fucking techno laser ring pentagram. Like, <laughs> after, after that, there was nothing. It was just like, uh, what? do you know what would be a really good uh, script point? Um, do you have to make a wish? And, like, everything goes to shit after. And then, as if they had that script meeting, And then they filmed piles of shit. And I was like, yeah, that would work too. I didn't actually mean that. It's basically just just scenes
1: leading up to seeing the piles of shit.
0: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's basically it. Like, I just don't know. Is that a miscommunication of someone? Well, it just. Oh, their whole life turns to shit. it's like, everything just jumps
1: so much. Because you go from that, that whole sequence to there he's in the hospital with the dad and Lisa comes up and there's this sentimental scene about how you need to touch him. You need to hold his hand. Uh, and then you find out that she's got a dead parent too. Like her dad had cancer and her dad died. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I get there's this like, they want to connect the two somehow to have some experience together, but it seems just out of left field. Here it comes. Now she has a dead parent. He had cancer. And then we're going to continue to move on
0: to again, Silly shit. I know, like, her motivations were very strange. Like, her character was just very erratic, wasn't very believable. No. Didn't really make sense. And it was like dead parents coming out of the woodwork. And <laughs> the whole thing
1: just, just dead parent here, dead parent there. <laughs> I've got another dead parent for you. Yeah. It's like Oprah handing That's out dead issues. parents here. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> like, it was a poor script like oh, yeah. they had a few they had a few gags they had a few ideas and they just somehow like it was a lengthy film
1: yeah it it definitely felt longer than it actually was cuz i mean it's really i think it was an hour and a half hour and 31 minutes but there were some parts that just really seemed to drag for me uh and then it was those parts where it just seems like we need to add things so we're going to tell these things that we're never really going to come back to we're never really going to explore her father. We're never really going to explore what happens after the dad goes into the coma or slash just being infertile. Not infertile. Uh, <laughs> in the infirmary. Uh, and it just kind of moves on from, from there. You Then you get the the lovely scene in the, the restaurant when they figure out how they can get more money.
0: That was... One of my favorite scenes that, the restaurant.
1: that was a good scene But it's kind of I was really worried it was going to go the poltergeist route When it started to go to the bathroom And he started to No he turned into the Kool-Aid man He
2: yeah. fucking
0: lost down that wall <laughs> all, like, all I the heard Kool-Aid demon mind, huh was, Oh yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh I, I locked him in There's nothing but steel in there And then there's a giant hole in the wall Okay
0: no, I, just... I, think my, I think my favorite was, like, if you can just picture this audience, you know when people are, like, slapping out dollar bills, like, flicking them with their fingers? <laughs> so, so he's, like, yeah, Mo's paying for the meal, and he has a big wad of cash. So he's, like, flicking. He's, like, he's rolling out the greens, and he's, like, flicking with his fingers. So, so like, you just see him flicking, and the camera's on him. But then... <laughs> It flips around to the receipt. Oh. And it's like a big splash of shit. <laughs> <laughs> it flies down on the receipt. And I was like, they have lost their minds. Yeah, exactly. Well, I am just rolling with this because they don't give a fuck. So The why worst should I? thing
1: is he tries to clean it up. He tries to make the receipt look like it used to. He takes the napkin and he starts wiping the shit all up with the napkin. And then you just have a brown streak receipt. That he's still, like, dabbing to make it look like it's okay.
0: Yeah, but was that kind of showing that Moe had, like, I don't know, a conscience? Because he was like, oh, I'm a fucking badass rebel kind of thing for ages.
1: No, he definitely was the, the cooler head of the whole film in comparison to Johnny. Like, he wanted to keep things a little low-key, didn't want to do some of the stuff they did, but he was also the follower of the film where he just went and did what Johnny said. It was a weird role. I just couldn't understand why he held both places. Like, he tried to be the reasonable one and at the same time, he would end up doing something completely like, I'm gonna follow you. Um, He was a bit of a weird
0: character because, you know, always like the tough guy has like a a gang of sidekicks, more than just one yeah. guy. So I just didn't know why Mo was hanging around with him. Because well,
1: especially one that work. has a heart condition that is going to cause him to die off in the film. <laughs> it, it's, I, I, it's so weird. I mean, from that point, then it becomes a we have to stop Johnny. Like they, Lisa and Terry figure out how they're going to close the gate. They have to make this box that they're gonna put the demon inside and it happens yeah. to be the box that his mom gave him as a child before she passed away or was like her jewelry box um, it was one of those ones with the ballerina that dances on the inside when you open up the music box uh, and
0: uh, yeah we didn't actually discuss like what everyone's wishes were so well, yeah. Terry, Terry had his wish to um, help out his dad so his dad would get back on his feet and mm-hmm a good dad. Uh, Jenny, as she's forever known, um, <laughs> wanted to find her true love was her wish. Uh, Johnny wanted to be the king of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, they never really explored that, but maybe no. for what happens to him later, is kind it's, of... It would <laughs> eventually leave <laughs> there. So, it must do. Um, and then Mo wished to be abducted by aliens or something? Is that yeah. His?
1: yeah, he was. He wanted to see aliens, and then I think also his other wish was to get past his heart condition, which happened kind of later on uh, in the mm. film. But he, that was one of the things that he definitely wanted to do. He wanted to see aliens.
0: Yeah, it's like, you know, the plot device like Chekhov's gun or whatever. Like, if something's mentioned it should be used, otherwise yeah. it's completely pointless. So, like, the gun on the wall blah, 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 Like, you know, check off, whatever. Yeah. So then like to mention, Oh yeah, my wish is like aliens. Oh, my wish to be king of the world. They did not for one second ever delve into that.
1: The, there, only there should, two wishes a, technically got granted out of the original exactly. ones. Right.
0: So for Mo and Johnny to go to a restaurant is like, is this an alien restaurant? <laughs> like, <laughs> is this your, your wish being fulfilled? Well, they, they figured too, that they had to burn the
1: things that they wanted right so like yeah like she burning... burned a car earring and he burned the picture of his dad who he, when he was a pilot and they, to get the money that they needed they burned hundred dollar bills so yeah, that he generated which
0: were in no way being undertaken so it was like it was just stupid to have because there was a full like two three minute scene of johnny met mo at his workplace and they were discussing like what were your wishes yeah and a further theory that really strengthens i think doom was influenced by this movie i don't know did you notice because i don't know have you played these games but the barrels behind moe it looked like they had the oh quake, yeah the quake <laughs> logo
1: yeah is, one good shot and all of those are going to explode
0: yeah but the barrels looked like they had the quake logo from the quake series. oh really i did not notice that so i was like Jesus Christ, did they rob the Quake logo <laughs> and the Techno Demons from The Gay Two? Uh, I'm following John Romero on fucking Twitter. I'm going to reach out to him and be like, The Gay Two? question mark. <laughs> <laughs> D- DM me. <laughs> <laughs> I-, I think he's actually living in Galway in Ireland. Oh, really? Yeah. I- so if I'm ever in Galway, I'm just going to hit him up. He's liked a few of my tweets before. You're I just gonna he...
1: go n- knock on his door. Hey, I have a question for you. Gate two. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Gate two question mark. <laughs> no, like there must, like there has to be some influence, but I was definitely like, yeah, the qu- the quake logo is definitely there. They definitely looked at this movie. I'll say nothing though. I'll say nothing. <laughs> I, maybe the the directors and stuff at the gate can sue them for millions for
1: millions of Hey, we need to make the gate three. How do we get money?
0: Oh, we're going to sue it. Yeah. I actually <laughs> thought, I actually thought there was a gate three. That's initially what I was going to watch for this.
1: Oh, it was the gate three, but it turns out <laughs> that doesn't <laughs> exist.
0: The gate three doesn't exist. So Maybe and it'll I be part of that play.
1: 2017 set of movies. They're all bringing back Uh yeah, like random secret
0: stuff. I think a Suspiria fucking reboot remake Why? Oh, jesus christ 40 years later so moving along with the
1: film uh we get the like i said there's the bathroom scene with johnny where he actually turns in to the demon. uh and i originally was hoping that he wouldn't turn into a pile of shit because that's where I thought he was going because he was
0: like getting all these weird marks on his neck I honestly thought he was going to turn into a pile of shit since he wished to be (laughs) the king of the world exactly so (laughs) he gets his wish and then he turns into a pile of shit I would have lost I would have lost it if If he came out like that and all over the toilet was just a mound of shit and you couldn't see the toilet (laughs) I would have been like 10 out of 10 best movie ever why was this direct to video (laughs) And and it would have been even more impressive if it was the first
1: real shit demon, not from Dogma. Uh, have him actually do something uh, at that point, but no, he he gets locked up by Mo. Mo reaches out and he finds Lisa and uh, Terry, and they go to his his work where he locked him up. And like you said, just like the Kool Aid Man, he's busted out of the place, and they've got to go find him.
0: Oh, yeah. No, I, I actually have it written down twice. Kool-Aid twice. <laughs> and I was actually struggling to remember why he wrote it down a second time. But he Kool-Aided out of his barricade.
1: Oh, yeah. Because he just busted through. Uh, did He went through the window in the restaurant, right? Like he ran through the inside and then jumped out the yeah, window. He,
0: he, he ran out of the, the, like the jacks, the toilet. And he busts through the wall. It was like, oh yeah! And then he ran through the <laughs> restaurant. And he jumped out the window. Have you ever watched Danger Five on Netflix? No, I have not. That is one <laughs> you need to watch. He jumped out the window like Adolf Hitler. <laughs> is all I'll say. Go watch Danger Five. Um, yeah, and then he just runs away. Jacks the car. Crashes. I actually don't know how. I don't know how Mo actually got him to Mo's work.
1: Well, he.
0: So, did he get passed out or something and,
1: I think what he did was he went and he got the car it allowed Mo to get out of the restaurant without having to pay and then he's trying to drive away and he crashes and I think that's when he grabbed him or he went in the car like I think he knocked himself out when he was in the car um, oh yeah, in yeah. that little accident and so then he drove him to his place and locked him up in a place where he thought he couldn't escape and then he went to go get the two to help him figure out what to do with Johnny even after
0: the the roadie demon and the kool-aid demon
1: yeah and it's we don't know where the the roadie demon kind of went because he he escaped but they don't really until they go back to the house again that's when you kind of see him again
0: yeah how did terry and jenny fucking find the minion the roadie demon because he was in the car yeah, But they found him to put him in the music box
1: Yes And that but wasn't that also, until they went that, back to the that house
0: also, That also made no sense though like, Why did they put him in the music box Because it didn't Because toward, Towards the end of the movie That made zero difference The,
1: the way that they needed to And, and this is kind of skipping ahead to the end But the way they needed to close the gate Was to take the original demon that was summoned Which was the minion demon Put him in the box yeah. And then throw that through the gate And that closes the gate yes it's and that's that's it but you don't why would the the minion demon decide that hey I'm gonna go back to an area where they can find me
0: it, I actually can't genuinely remember how they found the minion after the crash of the car
1: it's just like they they had the rundown with uh, Johnny who turns into the demon right Mo his heart gives out and he technically dies And they decide the only way to stop everything is go back to the house. And supposedly that's where the minion demon is. But again, it doesn't make any sense. If I was a minion demon wanting to cause a muck and create a human sacrifice and transform people, wouldn't I just go and start terrorizing the neighborhood? Like, why would you go back to the house? It it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. That's, That's one of the biggest kind of plot holes that I saw in the whole movie. Like, why would you go back to a place that you know that they were going to be trying to go to?
0: Yeah, but the thing with the minion was, like, he was just so shit. Of, like, he couldn't do anything. Like, he got killed, he'd regenerate after, like, three days. But he didn't, like, he looked like he didn't have much power. Like, he might give you a little nip, nip or something. But, I don't know, like, was it inferred that the Trinity, like, there's only three demons in hell? Or is it like hordes of triplets of the Trinity?
1: I think that it was implied that they were the strongest, the Trinity, uh, in hell or wherever, the other world, as they called it. Um, And he was basically, the, the minion was brought through just basically to say, hey, I've gathered the people that you're going to turn into. So it's to kind of infect them because uh, the the oh, three that they're going to yes. do
0: because we can we actually this is how they found the minion yeah we completely overlooked it they went back to the case to try and resurface it and they did the whole thing again
1: yeah they they did kind of the thing because you had to close it from I guess the other side
2: yeah
0: because yeah. remember all the like black liquid was pouring through and stuff yeah and Johnny and Mo were there and they actually got touched by it. And then that's how they turn into the demons. That was actually that's before correct. the restaurant.
1: But then it doesn't yeah, make yeah. sense how Terry turns into one of the demons. Like, he starts getting possessed on the other side. Uh,
0: yeah, that was the thing. Was he just, like, the, the one that was available or something?
1: Like, the final vessel, because he was there. Like, they slowly started possess- possessing him. And and she ended up being the sacrifice that they needed to complete the ritual to bring them to the... To the Current side or earth,
0: yeah, and that also meant that Johnny, demon, Mo, demon, and then there was a minion, so that's three, mm-hmm. but then Terry turned into a demon, that's four,
1: yeah. So, the so, so the Terry,
2: the trinity?
0: no, the minion is just
1: the minion, <laughs> he's just the minion the, of the trinity,
0: yeah,
2: he's
1: the, the one that does the dirty work. So, unlike with the first film the the mini ones all became like a bigger demon towards the end of it uh and then there's that scene kind of iconic where they knock him over and they all spread out and turn all the little the little ones uh this one the little one is just the grunt he just goes and he tries to get done what needs to be done kind of like you said kind of like a drug dealer right i'm just gonna give you your taste of what you want your wishes uh and then i'm gonna slowly infect your mind and uh turn you over to the dark side and Perfect. transform Perfect. you into one of the trinity. Yeah. So, it's amazing when you start, like, thinking things through, like, in the middle of, like, some of this stuff I'd be like, oh, watching it was like, uh, this make a whole lot of sense. And now it's starting to, okay, it's it's making a little more sense there. Mm. Skipping ahead, they, they go back into hell... Uh, Lisa, Jenny, whatever the fuck her name is, is on the table. She's going to be the sacrifice, right? And then, yeah. like I, we were saying, Terry turns into, like, I wrote it down as a shitty Nosferatu. Like, the the yeah. makeup design for him was kind of crappy. It wasn't so bad for the demon that possessed Mo, and the claymation demon that Johnny became looked pretty good. Like, that yeah. that was number one, and then two, and
0: then three. That was definitely my thoughts. I was like, that's a fucking Nosferatu with glasses.
1: Yeah, like, exactly. Uh, fucking... and, like, and...
0: It, was, it was lazy. It was lazy design. Because they did a very good job of building the netherworld, the other world, hell, basically. Mm-hmm. They did a good job of that. It looked very, as we were discussing earlier, well, not in this podcast, but a uh, chat we had yes of, it looked very mid kind of eighties fantasy dungeon dragons landscape, of just like bare rock, it looked very uh I don't know, like grainy or something as if it was like this is extra v h s yes
1: like it looked it, it really looked like it was just a painted landscape, like I'm just gonna stand on top of a painting right, and this is this is where I need to stand, so I don't mess up the rest of it. Uh, and it looks, the the artwork is beautiful, but it definitely has that, like,
0: yeah, like fake, distant,
1: something. yeah, Conan, the fantasy, distant
0: view. Guys, you know what we're talking about. That lays <laughs> the 80s and 70s fantasy of, like, this is a painted landscape and exactly. green screen people that look like ants from very far away onto, like, they're probably standing on Styrofoam, which is about, you know, three feet yeah. wide go
1: Back and watch Willow, you'll know what we're talking about
0: exactly. <laughs> that, that was like the effects, or like the Wizard of Oz, yeah, the 80s one. Oh, that the kind
1: of. uh, Return to Oz,
0: the Return to Oz, like there's a lot of psychedelic 80s fantasy yes. shit,
1: yes. So, there basically is like the what I consider to be the shittiest standoff ever between the three, like, not a whole lot actually happens. And somehow Terry managed to put the, the minion into the box. And yeah. you've seen this coming. He sacrifices himself so he can save the girl of his dreams and close the gate.
0: Yeah, but we know Jose ain't loyal. Exactly.
1: Because she has what supposedly it looked like a promise ring or something uh, that absolutely meant nothing to her because she wanted to be with Terry instead.
0: Yeah exactly and I think that's where the demons are more pissed Of, I think this whole movie <laughs> boiled down to of like, a load of nerdy guys being like I hate women I think that was the whole movie that
1: was the whole thing Like, some, some woman had wronged her wronged him I should say and then
0: uh, it led to the script here because yeah, when you think about it the whole movie everyone's woes is about a woman mm-hmm. so the old man is a deadbeat dad because the mother died "Uh, Jenny is fucked up because when her parents died I can't remember which parent it was but I'm going to say it was her dad it's her mother now for this example (laughs) (laughs) no but Jenny is basically everyone's problem then Mm -hmm. so I don't know it was a sexist uh, scriptwriter. yeah but uh, could you get away with this uh, in 1990 of course you can
1: oh yeah everybody's a stereotype of something like you have the bully he's bullied by these two guys you know and Like, and it's
2: yeah, even when they're like
0: it, it was the most casual bullying though oh I know Like, was like oh you fucking rat knob and I was like oh now we're actually doing the seance with you and I was like what the fuck
1: oh again Did yeah you... and again my favorite line of the movie was uh when he confronts him the first time he calls him Larry and she says no his name is Terry and then Johnny says, "Oh, so he has an asshole's name instead of a faggot's name."
2: <laughs> Quote the <I> should, movie.
0: <laughs> shouldn't be laughing.
1: Shouldn't <laughs> no, I shouldn't be laughing. Be laughing but uh, it's it, it was delivered with so much like seriousness God, in God, his God. face, yeah. and it's the most ridiculous line ever. And you could not get away with that line in a movie today.
0: So but that's that's the thing you you have to like embrace that kind of lines in yeah. the movie.
1: You have to embrace the 80s cheese with this movie. The 80s uh, cheese in
0: 1990. Yeah, exactly. Like, what the hell? <laughs> Maybe it was no,
1: January I, of 1990 that it came out, and that's how it slipped into the 80s. I feel as
0: if it was like, shit, we've made this movie, but no one wants to release it because it's so bad. And they had to wait like a year or two. That's what it feels like.
1: Not even Orion Pictures would touch us back then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're, they're actually trash. Yes. Uh, so... The movie, the way that it ends is really... I was expecting something like this to happen, but we end actually with the funeral of Terry because he sacrificed his life, threw the demon into the gate, and then we're at his funeral. And everybody's there. They're all mourning him. And then what happens right before the end of it? He pops out of the goddamn coffin. Like, he knocks on it. Let me out, let me out. And so Lisa Jenny has been... Using demonology to bring him back to life.
0: Well, I thought that was unclear.
1: Well, she had the book. Oh, did she? Yeah, she. that's what she was holding with her was the demonology book. And she said, oh my god, I can't believe it worked. Because she brought him back, she brought Johnny back, and she brought Mo back.
0: No, but you know the transition of like, we're in hell to a funeral. was like, how did the, how did the bodies even get back to earth? Like-
1: yeah, Makes no sense. And how are they in the same
0: box? Because it was like the gate was in hell. So if you can imagine, the whole thing was up on like a citadel overlooking the pit that was supposedly the gate. So does that mean if you threw something into the gate, that that was the gate into Earth? I think so, because
1: it was in the other world, right?
0: Yeah, so if you were going to throw the minion in the box into the gate to close the gate, how did the minion get into Earth the first time because it would have had to have gone through the gate.
1: So that's what the... The original ritual was to open the gate to bring the demon out to help him. And that's how they got the minion. So when...
0: the the whole ploy to close the gate was to throw the minion in the music box into the gate to close the gate. Yes. But if the gate is connected... Because they're in hell at this stage. Yes. So if you were to throw a minion into the gate to close the gate and the minion would have ended up in earth and the gate would have been closed with a minion in earth well
1: maybe uh we can leave it as fuck it it's like a time gate right so when they throw the minion in there to close it it actually sends the minion back in time to the beginning of the story so that's like cyclical keeping the minion constantly you're going giving, through. you're giving
0: <laughs> you're giving the script I'm, way too much further.
1: way too much cre- yes <laughs> <laughs> I just want a deus ex machina to figure this whole thing out for me, okay? I don't need to, to think about how the hell does this work. Like, otherwise, the minion's back. But everything, like, is hunky-dory. Now, you did not wait till the end of the credits for this no, I film
0: i was i was so fucking done with that movie <laughs> at, about, at about 30 minutes in
1: i was done right there and i was looking at my phone and i just let the credits roll and at the end of it the music changes and all of a sudden it focuses back on the coffin and what crawls out of the coffin the hamster and it ends
0: really <laughs> yes so that even the hamster r-
1: came back to life <laughs>
0: That is fucking brilliant, and I'm so happy. <laughs> I'm actually gutted that I missed that. That must have been like the, one of the first after credit sequences ever.
1: Yeah, I, I was very surprised. Usually, when you see, especially like a directed DVD movie like this, you don't see a, an after credit sequence at all. You just That's more of a twist. Than yeah, M. Shyamalan. Oh. I think you're giving the script too much credit right there, <laughs> or you're giving M Night Shyamalan too much credit. <laughs>
0: Jesus. Yeah, like, they were definitely sequel-baiting.
1: Oh, us. yeah. We, they're they're we definitely know. leaving it off here to say, hey, they're back, but she used Demonology, and
0: now something could go wrong. Yeah, 27 years later, I think the sequel's dead. Yeah. No, I tell a lie, there is The Gate 3 is in production, as far as I- MPD says.
1: Oh, really? Good yeah. lord. I says
0: say The Gate, it's just called The Gate, but it's like a remake.
1: Oh, maybe it's a reboot of The Gate. Oh, no. Well, eh, no, probably won't see it unless I want to ruin well, yeah, my childhood.
0: I, I, I thinking it's one of those things that's like, yeah, it has a writer or like, you know, uh, it's just like, you know there's only like one credit on IMDb or something.
1: Kind of like Jeepers Creepers 3 was for the longest time until it finally got greenlit last year.
0: Oh, but Jeepers Creepers 2 was so bad. Uh,
1: so this, would you, instead of just doing a rating, the question for you is, would you recommend Anybody to actually see this film?
0: That's a tough one. I mean, if you're just, uh, you know, sit down by yourself on a Friday night to watch this, I would say absolutely avoid. But I would say if you're sitting down with a few buddies, because, like, it's always more fun to sit down with a bad movie mm-hmm. and laugh along and have a few, you know, let's not tell a lie, a few beers. If you're not into the few beers, then you should start drinking a few beers. Um, <laughs> Makes just, you like, get nice then, and loaded to get you through the slower yeah, parts of the movie. Just, like, <laughs> chill out, just like laugh, enjoy. It. Like it should be something on the background. You're yep. not paying your full attention. Like I was on my phone for half this movie. Oh. i was still taking. i was still taking notes. I think I notes.
1: took a break about halfway through the movie, and I need. I needed to walk around for a little bit and wake myself up because it is. As interesting as parts were, there was a lot of kind of lull parts in the film that I felt were a little difficult to get through.
0: Yeah, but it was kind of... Like, it was a long movie, and there was lulls. But I can't even tell you what the lulls were. It was just... Like, the progression of the story was just a lull, and kind mm-hmm. of... Like not, it really felt like after the, the demonology starter, and basically up until they were in hell, like, nothing really happened. Yeah. It was just like they were floating along... There was a few gags coming in and out.
1: It was just I, scenes that, oh, this would be interesting, and they put it together in sequence.
0: Yeah, like I mean, like the restaurant scene at Mo and Johnny, like that was just a comic scene. Mm-hmm. But then the scene before that, where they're in the car and they're blowing a load of weed smoke into a bag with the demon, like that kind of, you know, I felt it was one of those jokes that, like sounded good in theory, but you're after about like 20 shots at the bar and you're talking Mm -hmm. to the scriptwriter and you think, like, oh man, it's fucking hilarious. They're going to fucking write that in tomorrow. But then when it's actually shot and out in paper, it's absolute horseshit.
1: Yes, and it does make it feel a little disjointed too in terms of the flow of the movie, the way everything works together.
0: But there was kind of no flow because as we just said, Mo and Johnny never realized the... Like they're well, we never got to see the realisation of their wishes. True. But but Terry and Jenny got to see like there was basically a whole twenty minute scene of them driving around at, uh Oh yeah. Buffet, like, of them going through
1: and getting everything that they wanted. Well like everything they were wishing for at that moment. The
0: the real thing in the movie should have been like Johnny is becoming Donald Trump of the world. <laughs> yeah. He's like he's like Biff Tannen, he's like taken over
1: well that would have led to a better route of lisa terry getting together right because he all of a sudden he starts getting more power and he starts pushing her off to the side and she on, starts yeah. going back that way
0: i honestly thought that they should have went down the johnny is now like fucking king of the world route and they have to take down johnny because that would have been better because he had an overambitious wish which in essence is evil because he wanted to be king of the world and then, since it's hell and demons, they would side with that wish more so than, I want loads of money and it's going to turn into shit. Like, the 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 um, the wish is turning into shit was just like, it was a, f- a funny one-time joke and they relied on it a little bit too heavily. Yeah. But if it was actually like, I want to be king of the world and they were like, oh shit, like he's now, you know, like 20 foot tall, he's just, you know, doing what he wants, he has loads of money either
1: that, he's gaining all his power and the only way they can do it is to close the gate again because that's where the power is coming from
0: exactly, like that would have been way more interesting mm-hmm. and I, I think it was trying to set up like that but they never followed through uh, like it kind of felt as if it just left a hanging in the air of like yeah I want to be king of the world but like they did nothing, it was like is the car you're driving around in better than the car you were supposed to be driving 20 minutes ago Like, where exactly is this dream going? Because everyone else's wish was coming true, except Mm -hmm. his and Moe's. So they should have probably done, like, a two-minute scene of Mo getting abducted, and we never saw Mo again. Yes. That actually would have been funny, too. And then Joey, or Johnny, Joey, Johnny, (laughs) being um, king of the world or something, like, being really famous overnight, he's on TV, and then, like, embracing the goofiness that they were trying to get into. Mm Mm-hmm you be like, oh, Johnny's now a new superstar. I was like, who is he? And it's like nobody knows, but everyone loves him. I think
1: that that would have made it better than even having like those little sentimental things within the film itself too that seemed out of place.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like I like they really missed an opportunity, but maybe there wasn't a budget for it. Maybe they just had a script ready and greenlit it, and were like, we're sticking rigidly to this because we don't want to put any more time and effort in.
1: Well, it it could have also been that we're just trying to capitalize on the... (laughs) I don't know how popular the original gate was, uh, but going direct to video doesn't seem like that's a big... uh, Or it could have been because of the way they saw that this was shaping out that, hey, we really can't get a theatrical release for this, and we're just going direct to video instead, and moving from there. Um, Yeah, I just... It has a lot of cool ideas and some of the lore in terms of the Trinity maybe could have been explored a little more. Uh, but in general, I mean, my recommendation is if you if you can find it and you have seen the original Gate, uh, maybe give it a look. Um, but if you feel that, like, you know, it from just a minor discussion we had, uh, that maybe it's kind of, eh, I'm not going to look try to find it then if you're not gonna it's not gonna hurt you to not watch it i should say there's certain movies that maybe as bad as they are you should still see them this one i'm kind of on the fence about it it's not in that realm of it's not terrible to where i am oh my god i can't watch this movie uh but it's also not in the realm of it's so bad it's good and i think you hit the nail on the head if you got a bunch of people together and you were to watch this movie and just make fun of it you'd probably have a pretty good time with it but if you're going mean, to sit and you just want to watch something
0: say, like, make, like make fun of it I'd say like you're doing something else and it's on in the background oh uh, you're going to be
2: you're
0: gonna be playing like, cards against humanity and it's on the
1: background and everything's yeah, the, okay
0: the, you know one of those movies that's just on and you like look over and you like look for about three minutes of like a scene that's engaging and then you turn away and you're playing, I could like, see that like because there was so much nothing happening in the movie yeah that it's just one of those things that's like on in the background in a bar or something, you know? And you're just, uh, like... I, oh, I, I, I've been I, in that I, situation
1: I, before with some movies thinking about it.
0: I just, I agree with you wholesale of like, there was a there was a lot of good ideas, but it was just the way they executed them or whatever. Was just, yeah. Like, I find it very frustrating in movies where like, you know, Joe Soap's like ourselves who are not exactly like... You know, we didn't go to fucking film school or anything. Can come up with a better script
1: than after what somebody than
0: what was like. People are paid to produce this. So, like this was a movie that was made and it was filmed and it got released. And we're still like, this was a pile of shit. Like, how how did the how did it pass the quality assurance? Like, well, that's it why it's direct made? Made, to video. <laughs> was... Yeah, but I, yeah, but. There was people who made this like people spent months of their lives you know shooting, editing, casting, and it just came out and it, there's so many movies like that where you're like, "How does this ever get made and then there's other movies that you're like, "Oh yeah, this way to get greenlit. there has been like five scripts submitted, blah blah blah, and it never gets made and then mm-hmm. you see this and you're like how the the one thing that I will give
1: it credit for uh compared to other movies at the time and compared definitely to our next movie uh i think the cinematography was pretty damn good in general like everything in terms of that felt pretty cohesive it felt very i would say professional like you can see uh, a direct to video or dvd horror film and it wouldn't look as good as this one did especially for the time for for 1990 probably shot in 88, 89, uh, compared to some of the other stuff that you've seen that's just kind of thrown out there where it seems like this is the person's very first, uh, movie that they're directing. And he, that's it. I
0: think, I definitely agree with that because as I said, the one scene that really stuck out for me was the dream sequence that melded into him falling out of the bed. I thought like that was very clever cinematography and there was like i just felt as if there was someone screaming behind the bureaucracy to be like i am more than this shit film yeah that's like that's what i honestly felt like there was a few good ideas the stop motion was absolutely top notch yes for, like the kind of frames per second was very good it was very fluid like, like
1: the, the the scene where johnny you first see his full monster what he's become and he jumps into the scene and then he climbs out of there using, uh, you know, the the bars and stuff that are off in the background. It yeah. looks very natural, like the way that they did it. Uh, and, and
0: just back to id software, he looked very like a cyber demon with horns.
1: Yeah, a L- little bit of a
0: nymph. So yeah, it was like it like it was. I just ah, like I just hate these movies that have so much potential and then and- they do this
1: well, speaking of a movie that now has absolutely no potential um let's talk about my choice uh between these uh and we're gonna take a quick break just to play the trailer for you, and then we'll be back. <sighs> We're gonna have our own little private party.
0: Some place where we won't be disturbed.
2: Mm-hmm. So you know the old factory on the edge of town? An abandoned factory?
0: Sounds cool to me.
2: The building over there. It's just some old factory. Let's just go inside for a few minutes. Allison? <laughs> go ahead put it on the girl. Ever since this factory
0: shut down, there have been to all kinds of accidental deaths and disappearances around here. So what? You're saying that this building is haunted? Not haunted. They were actually developing biological weapons. Real top secret stuff. Somebody or something and killed everybody there. And they never found the killer.
2: We gotta find another way out. Help. How the fuck do I get out of this place? Ah! Ah! Shit.
0: Ah! Well, you know what? It wasn't human, Louisa. I don't know what it was. Did you hear that?
1: And we're back. So, uh, as you have uh, just heard, you probably don't know what this movie is. Um, And I'm going to give you a little backstory about how I found this movie. Uh, And the movie itself is called Death Factory. And this was the very first suggestion that I brought up uh, to Richard here when we were talking about it. Because I've always wanted to talk about this movie. But I just didn't know if it would make a full episode. Uh, and it's a very indie horror film uh, it is available on YouTube for free and I believe it's Kings
0: of Horror is the channel uh, yeah I think it's an official channel and it's for free
1: so. yeah it's totally yeah. for free um, it is uh, It this is one of those movies just like for Richard with uh, The Gate 2 this was something that my wife and I saw on the shelf and what made us rent this at the time was starring ron jeremy It was, was big on the cover of the dvd
0: who's on, in it for you, you you actually went out of your way to rent the dvd yes
1: we did we went out of our way to rent it because this was at a time where it wasn't on youtube this was in 2005 2006 i think when i first saw this uh the cover looked interesting you know it's it's the lady, the monster that's in the movie with her, like... The little girls from Bioshock is basically... what She looks like a big sister, just without the outfit.
0: It's Freddy Krueger's daughter, is what I put it down in.
1: There you go. Uh, and then, like I said, it says star Ron Jeremy, who's in this film for probably ten minutes? Maybe not even I think
0: that? He, I think he's in the movie Shorter Than His Penis, is what he's in. <laughs> that's
1: probably true. <laughs> Uh, like he's
0: he's in this movie for literally thirty seconds.
1: He he literally plays a drunk that runs into a character, gets killed, and that's it. I honestly I wrote down the notes for it that I think that he just randomly showed up on the set one day drinking because he's in like his sweatpants and like a t shirt and a really kind of crappy jacket, and then they just said, said say, "Oh, no, we'll just shoot him."
0: He look- looked so old in 2002. Like, yeah. When, like, when was he actually actively a porn star?
1: I think it must he have still been was. Oh, well, he was. He's still active. He still is making movies, just not as many as he used to. Um, but
0: when, when was he in his prime? Because, like, he's obviously renowned for having a huge penis.
1: Yes. That's why he got his fame. Oh, Dog is going crazy in the background there. Uh, but, uh, I think he was really renowned. I'll, I'll edit that out in a bit. Uh, but, uh, he was renowned. I think you're right. The eighties maybe towards the end. Uh, maybe the nineties.
0: Uh, unless it's 70 is 720p. Unless I understood. <laughs> <laughs> so this film
1: truly, I don't know how to explain it other than saying this film is a bunch of shots that are just put together. Like, every single take that they did, they just put into the movie.
0: Can I just say, there's the best foreshadowing I've ever seen of any film in my whole life.
1: Oh, Which which one was that? Was the, it's I, I by... know about a factory? Or <laughs> no. it's made by brain damage films?
0: Yeah, made by <laughs>
1: brain dead productions
0: or brain dead films. I was like, yeah. <laughs> This is exactly what we're gonna get. Yes, it is. Rain dead fucking shit.
1: I forgot about the the nudity that was in it. I don't know how I forgot about everything. Mostly the the lovemaking scene. Um, that's ridiculous. Uh, the yeah, there's a few of those. There's, there's a, a couple. Uh, oh, you're jumping
0: the gun. You're jumping the gun.
1: I was, and and but it even starts off this way where there's couple that are coming up to this factory. It's not even a factory. It's like... It looks like a shed in the middle of a field.
0: Well, there was a formal intro of, like, we're passing a load of bottles. It's looking really shady. Cut Here's out. some
1: broken uh, chairs, and a table.
0: But, like, it's not a it's not a factory. Like, no. If, you, if you're working there, it's no wonder it closed down.
1: And it's supposed to be, like... Spoiler alert, but it's supposed to be, like, a chemical factory. And there's no like giant it, tubes of that for
0: exhaust to come out Yeah, but like a chemical factory that is also a radiation factory like oh like that's not a misquote by me that's it's one like, of the quotes a from a character factory like they make radiation like what yeah well there was <laughs> a sign I kind of flick through Britannica Encyclopedia Britannica after a few joints and uh, <laughs> just kind of wrote down the spark notes uh, well, it, it Literally, there was a sign on one of the walls that said nuclear medicine. I thing. have
1: no idea what the fuck that is.
0: Nuclear medicine is a thing. Shout out to my boy, Simon. He's just out of a job in nuclear medicine. So, <laughs> Oh, so at least it exists. <laughs> it does. No. <laughs> it, but besides him having a job in nuclear medicine, I was just like, this factory makes n- <laughs> like nuclear <laughs> chemicals. It's like, oh, wow.
1: Well, it, it's ridiculous too because when we have this couple go into the factory, the the girl is a lot more interested in actually being there than the guy. is like the guy is kind of smart. He's like this is really shady. Let's get the hell out of here. And she's like, "No, I need to know more. It's interesting." And hey, yeah, can we just <laughs> best, this... like
0: the worst make-out in cinema history. Uh, would it be oh, the so one I should...
1: where she doesn't look like she's interested at all.
0: <laughs> where like she's shouting away she's like ah, ah and then he like tackles her into straw which looks very yeah comfortable
1: well she also shakes the bush too like when you first hear him on scene she goes by the bush and he grabs it and she shakes it up and down like I don't it's know like
0: they, they start kissing on the dead grass and it's like I don't know it he just looks like he's licking her and it's uh, like smacking at her like <laughs> it's like what what are <laughs> you doing like, <laughs> this is not- the most it's most Una-
1: awkward and unappealing it, makeout scene.
0: Like if I was her, or if I was that guy, I'm like where'd you where'd you learn this? It, it,
1: uh, and then she convinces him to stay, of course, because she says that she wants to have sex with him inside this place because he's well, look, getting she's scared.
0: A, she's a thrill seeker. Oh I'm, yeah, I'm get, get,
1: but that couch, that? that couch has got to be hella disgusting. Like, why would you want to like even do? Anything remotely on that couch, like that—that that is going to give you the clap or something worse by just sitting on it.
0: Well, that was the first uh, breasts or exposed breasts of the whole movie. Yep, it, was, it took it seven minutes and thirteen seconds to get those boobies out. <laughs> so she was conveniently wearing no bra, so she was perky AF. Yes, I, she's, th- she's supposed to be in high school, but they all look base thirty-five-year-olds. Yeah.
1: Year olds. yeah. And it's like the I wrote down that the high beams were already active before she even took off the shirt (laughs) Uh, and and really this is where I wrote for the first time because I wrote this multiple times maybe this was supposed to be a porn but it didn't quite work out like they couldn't get them to actually do what they wanted to do so they turned it into a horror movie instead I
0: have exactly the same notes here (laughs) I'm like it's filmed like a porno but they wanted to make it not a porno so it's like the most porno non porno. Non porno you seen.
1: could ever see. And
0: it, there's a lot of I, I'm gonna jump the gun here. This is a scene later with um an African American couple and it is the closest thing to porn I've ever seen. Yeah they have. It's like, really I, like uh a... I, I would have like I would genuinely put money on that they were having sex. I, I wrote that down scene. that note myself. <laughs> like they we were having sex, like her pivoting was like on point. Like, well, she, she was a copper.
1: little too bouncy, though.
0: Like, no, it was like a duvet wrapped around. I, actual I, uh, sex. Was thi- like, this was
1: like back hair. in in the 90s when you'd watch Skinamax for the softcore porn uh, that would show up with what's her name that's married to uh, Gene Simmons. Um, where name it would. The escapes me, right? Uh, now. Yeah, the name escapes me too, right now. Uh, but you you'd have these scenes like that where it's not quite, but it's pretty explicit for the most part, uh and I just it's no, I mean, so ridiculous. Her
0: like breasts being exposed, I was like, they are having sex, and this is lingering way too long. Like this is a sex scene, but
1: that's the of, problem with the
0: pornographic proportions. But without the porn, besides yeah, the breasts? Yeah, exactly.
1: The, like, you, there's no there's no up-close action. It's all just boobs and and shirtless guys.
0: It, it, it was kind of like shirtless guys and boobs. It, it, like, it was porn without, I, I suppose, the definition of hardcore is like penetration, yes. isn't it? It,
1: it? It's like softcore porn. This is a softcore porn horror movie. But
2: the, even like... it was
0: more so a softcore porn with horror elements. Because even... We don't get to see too much, but the um, the kind of main villain looks like uh, like a pale person in like I suppose cut off denims and a bra <laughs> and basically like a white like needle a white beater but like needles on their fingers like mm-hmm. looks like Freddy Krueger so I have down here like Freddy Krueger's daughter but uh, it was like the most drawn out. I just have it down here. The bloodiest tickle ever. Yes. Like... Everything... She, like... The scene is basically a tickle for 30 seconds. There's... There's red. I'm not gonna call it blood. There's red everywhere. <laughs>
1: there's she red t- liquid. It's like kool aid being spread everywhere.
0: She's tickling the person. And then they die. And I'm just like...
1: And it... like fuck? Like you said, everything in this movie just seems to go on for way too long in a lot of these scenes. Every death scene is very similar... And they just take way
0: too long to finish. No, there's a, there's one later on which is like the mega tickle of like I swear it was on a loop oh, for a minute. I thought minute. the first
1: one they they kept going through, it seems like they kept going back to him being bitten and him scratching the tummy, you know? Like it was yep. <laughs> but this, It was this like was dealing with of, a little kid, like, Ooh, I'm gonna scratch you, ooh, I'm gonna get to your stomach, I'm gonna get your stomach.
0: But I was gonna think because the way they lingered on it and like went on for too long i'm like is this meant to be funny or is this meant to be serious or what am i supposed to feel like i I don't think they ever really hit their mark of like okay we know this is absolute shit so it's gonna be funny or they're trying to make it funny but it it just wasn't funny and it was shit at the same time like my theory
1: was... was that they had like 20 takes and they just decided I'm just going to combine, like, five of these together. Like, it just... It seems so disjointed that... And nothing really goes on in this movie. It's very... These two movies are very similar in terms of their structure. Like, this just seems like it's scene to scene to scene to scene to just move on. And, okay, we're going to do a scene out in the park. And they're going to talk for a little bit. And we're going to have the most stereotypical... Like, this is not another teen movie African-American man. He's constantly laughing, and it's so goddamn annoying. Yeah, Every other life... <laughs> I
0: actually had it down. of like, this is the most stereotypical group of people I've ever seen. But they're meant to be in college, so like 18, 19. Yeah. They're acting like 12-year-olds, and they're played by 35-year-olds.
1: This is 90210
0: and all over again. It was, it was crazy because the black guy is just playing the most stereotypical, like, "I'm a fucking weed smoking drug dealing black guy,"
1: and I laugh every and two was, fucking seconds. I,
0: I laugh at everything, and I was like, oh, "You're better than this. You're better than this, man." Like, what? Why are you doing this? And then the Hispanic one was basically like, "What you saying to me, essay?" And it's like, "What the fuck?"
1: She doesn't like, even look she's like, Hispanic. She's—I put down she's the whitest Mexican I've ever seen. But I was uh, like,
0: why are you playing up to your stereotypes for this absolute shit-tier movie? Like, I'd say something of Steven Spielberg was telling you to act, like, stereotypical. But, like, this is like as some porn director yeah. is turning turning it, around it, it and, literally... like, we're making a horror movie. But, like, why are you degrading yourself for this absolute shit-tier well, well,
1: movie? Your, your stereotypes are the Mexican girl that's a badass uh, and is the bad influence on everybody... You've got the kind of metalhead because he references Megadeth and Anthrax, um, yeah. and he's got the uh, jean jacket with all the patches. And then you've got the White Knight uh, that wants to sleep with the virginal, uh, you know, epitome of beauty or whatever you want to call her. Uh, yes. And then your African American couple, the drug dealer guy, and the one that's in love with him. Uh, who who gets the raw end of the deal? I think the most raw end in this movie, uh, and it's just like everybody fits that that mold and continues to do it. She the the main girl of the film, your heroine, who's not really a heroine, it just falls into that mold of hey, we're you know I'm so pure and innocent. Oh my god, I can't believe this is going on, you know oh no he doesn't just want to sleep with me you know and then when he Definitely. tries to do more what are you doing <laughs>
0: <sighs> yeah, like let's throw ourselves back into the fucking layout of this supposed chemical factory <laughs> it just plywood yeah. on top of wooden beams but like the opposite way around like you just see the wood yeah and the plywood is on the opposite side
1: because the other set is on the other side of that wall that's yeah, the it was, like
0: the set of uh, like the whole set it was like this can't be a chemical factory because why is there like wooden chairs and couches it, everywhere and like, it's it's like, like it's what?
1: half finished like why would anybody want to work in a place that it co- looks like it's constant construction because you're staring at the back of wood paneling
0: no, makes but no there, sense there was like there's a few bottles of chemicals but there was nothing to be like there being made here it was like there's a dirty couch with a throw over and a wooden chair that's broken and a broken plywood wall and was like this this is the worst set i've I've ever seen like it's worse than
1: when they went into the past to to show the murders happening of all the people there it looked exactly the same it's not like they went through and they changed like they cleaned up the set to make it look uh, like it's actually in the pa- no, it's still the same shitty wood paneling. It looked like they had the couch on the floor and the chairs and everything like that. Like the garbage was still there.
0: It's like it was like the budget for this. I don't know how it ever made it to DVD. To be honest, like this wasn't the kind of movie where it's not like the gate two direct to DVD direct to VHS. This was like I felt as if someone just made this on a V like a VHS handheld VHS or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was just somehow since Ron Jeremy and some maybe had like influence. I was like, yeah, this is a DVD now. I think there was very little editing. It was probably like edited on the fly. I was just like, okay, this is the take. We're taking it. Yep. And it's just going to be the next scene. Like well, I made shit like that. When like I was there was a couple of
1: scenes where I was like that. That didn't happen. That wasn't written into the script. That happened on the set. Like when the the. Uh, African American gentleman he fell off the chair I think he really fell off the chair and they somehow caught it and everybody it was a natural reaction
0: like like, okay this is the one scene that we're getting like yeah I'm gonna kind of jump ahead but it was kind of the virginal girl and I'm gonna say antagonist number two Mm -hmm. and they were looking for a tunnel out of the factory downstairs and it looked like a Mayan temple for whatever reason like mm-hmm. the wall paneling was like was supposed to be brickwork but it was that kind of sandy color and they're like oh we're looking for the, we're looking for the escape route and they went up against the wall and they were, they had a little tussle but the whole plywood wall fell on top of her head mm-hmm. so then it fell on her head and then she pushed back up against the wall to prop it back up i'm then, glad
1: that you caught that scene because that's my favorite scene in the yeah, movie.
0: but then like as if like it fell on her to stop her because the other <laughs> one ran away while it was on her head uh-huh but she, she had to like push it back up and then chase after it. i was like what though that
1: that's because that was the best take that they got or they were running out of budget and time to film the rest oh, of the movie like i was just
0: like i was half asleep watching this like i was messaging to you i was like look i'm I'm going on a big trip tomorrow. I'm gonna to watch Death Factory before I leave. And I was just like, Why did I sign up to this? They could have just talked about Tusk.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, and we'll we'll talk about that just for a, a brief moment. because uh, that was the other movie when we first decided not to do this. We decided to do Tusk, but then we decided to talk about this one uh, a little more detail. But I like this one, it's there's really not a a whole lot other than here are these people that go. She, the, the Latina, uh, says, you know, oh, hey, how about we go to this factory? I know how to get there. Because in the shortest sequence ever of finding out that your parents are home and they're not going on vacation, uh, the place where they were supposed to party, they can't party anymore. And yeah, so,
0: and also, the weirdest thing of like, it, like they just seem to be in and around this place. was like, oh, my God. This is Dyson Chemicals. did you hear about this place? and I was like if like how did you not hear about this place if it's so small and you're just like in the fucking grounds grappling on the grass like it just made no sense of like, oh, I heard about this place, Dyson Chemicals, yeah, and I was like,
1: what everybody like, should have known about this place if it's a a and, supposedly big name like yeah. that on the edge of the town
0: yeah, but i I also just inferred that Dyson. Is for vacuums and Dyson yes. stuff. I just made the same <laughs>
1: joke. <laughs> My things. I'm like, there's no way they could do chemicals. Don't they just do vacuums? <laughs> <think> this sucks. <laughs> well, the other thing too was like the the group getting into the factory was ridiculous because the first couple that you see, they get in without any problems. Like they must have went through the back door or something like that. Because it takes them breaking down uh, a, a locked chain door and able to actually get into the factory and do what they want. But it took the first couple absolutely... They just walked in. And then Ron Jeremy just walked in. Like, yeah, somebody
0: set that like up after of the abandoned factory. Like, it was never kind of established. Yeah. I... And as well, the first couple that went in, for the fucking fountains of blood that were coming out of them, Oh, and then then clean. all like the five new people, and it's clean, and they see no blood. Fuck right off. That's just the biggest well, part. Of even What's when this? when they because start they...
1: getting killed off, it's the same. There's no like they kill off Tony, and they find his jacket, but the giant piles of blood that he bled out when she was eating his neck, nowhere, completely yeah, clean. But
0: maybe maybe the syringes on her fingers like oh it sucks it up. <laughs> it sucks off the blood, so there's. There's no mess. So, that's how she's getting away with it for so long.
1: It's basically your standard monster flair. Like, here's a monster slowly taking everybody off one by one until you find out what the big twist is at the end of the movie. And Do
0: you want the big twist?
1: <laughs> yeah, because it's stupid. Like, they they tell a story in the middle of it. This guy, I think it's Tony or Toby. Can't quite remember because I didn't really care about his name. Uh, but he tells the story of this person that got so infected by the radiation uh, that she became sick and she died. And shortly after she died, a bunch of people got killed in the factory. And that's when they do the stupid um, flashbacks to see everything, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And
1: uh, th- then what you find out is, as everybody's getting killed, and like I say, the 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 worst death is the is the girlfriend of the African American guy. Because she gets grabbed and they don't bother to even try to stop the girl. It makes sense a little bit when you get the big reveal, but you would think that both of them would go over there, like, try to throw her off to save her. But nope, fuck you. We're just getting out of here. You can just
0: die. Yeah, can I just add to that? Because they all brought a load of beer and they were, like, like drinking away. And I was like, oh man, I'm completely out. Like, are you going to get more beer? And then she throws a bottle of beer and it smashes. What do you see across the table? A load of fizzing beer, beer. spilt beer. And I was like, whoa, you said you were dry and you just smashed the last four bottles across the table. Yeah, I, I wrote beer.
1: that down. I'm like, you just wasted beer. Like, what's your problem? And they only showed them drinking, like, one a piece. So did you just buy a six-pack and that was it?
0: No, the budget was so shit that they actually could only have a beer each.
1: <laughs> it's so ridiculous yeah and then they, they waste the beer and and so everybody when they finally get to the, the they, they say the louisa chick uh who's the latina girl leads them to the tunnel and of course the dumbest thing happens here where the boyfriend he's like i'll go and fight her so you guys can escape why don't you just help them escape like, if it's still not coming, you could find the tunnel. Everybody could possibly live. But, of yeah. course, he ends up dying, and then you find out, the big twist of the movie is that the monster is the sister of the Latina girl. Yeah.
0: And she's yeah. been bringing
1: people for her to feed, because she needs human blood in order to survive. And that's probably something to do with those syringes that you were mentioning. Uh... And it's, it's so like blatantly obvious that she's doing something because when she first starts suggesting it, it's like, it's, it, it, maybe it's the acting, maybe it's the way the script goes, but she really kind of almost gives like a, a wink to the camera type of thing. I know a place that we can go party. It's the abandoned thing. And then of course she's suspicious the whole time. So when it comes out that she's working with a monster, you're like, okay. Like it's not really that big of a yeah, twist. Yeah, no, it was just
0: it wasn't revealed. But I don't think it was a big twist or reveal because you didn't give a fuck. Yes. Because nothing happened in the movie that made you care about any single character. The only character I cared about was Ron Jeremy because we know who Ron Jeremy is, and he dies within two seconds. And he's he he's a worse actor than anyone else in the movie. He's like, oh ho oh, ho, oh, I'm <laughs> drinking alcohol, and then he dies. And
1: I like, At least what? he gets his I, heart ripped out.
0: You know, yeah, that was with, with the most fake plastic heart I've seen in a while. Well, like at the at the same token, or like, why was he in the movie? Was it just like because it was because it was literally like a porn producer or a director trying to
1: do was... his like first real movie instead? I, I, I,
0: I genuinely think it was because that scene with the black couple. Was like a full-on porno, except there was a dude, like a sheet wrapped around. Yeah, him. she just had like, something wrapped around her. But like that, but it went on a little bit too long. That it was like this is actually a porn scene. Yeah, it wasn't like film porn where nothing happens, but it was like, hmm, I don't know, this is a bit suspect. This is actually probably happening. <laughs> I didn't look up the trivia or anything for this, and I don't want to. <laughs>
1: no, I would definitely stay away from it. I I looked it up for a second originally just to find the trailer uh and to remember the name of the movie. And I, I end up having to do it uh the reverse search for Ron Jeremy, uh and then going forward and you have to go through a lot of porno titles <laughs> to get to his non porn uh acting credits. Yeah.
0: I like he doesn't have many, but like, oh this I don't know. Like it was it was a strange movie. I if I was gonna recommend it to anyone, I wouldn't. I would say avoid this altogether, and and I'm
1: the opposite. I think that I I thoroughly enjoy, as bad as this is, I enjoy it, uh, and I recommend people watch it. And that's what it's uh, it's my gift to society is to have more people watch this horrible, that's horrible movie. You're,
0: you're so butthurt about <laughs> actually watching it. Though. Like I want more people to ruin there exactly.
1: Evenings. Hey, and it's free on YouTube. Might as well give it a shot.
0: Yeah, look, it's another one. I'm going to chalk it down to if you're watching this with a lot of friends and a few beers, watch then, it. then watch. Like it. I, I watch this like very late at night by myself, and I was like, what am I doing with my life? I should be asleep." <laughs> uh, it's not. It's not one of these like solo endeavors where, you're like, yeah, you know, this is a piece of horror history. Like, I got to really soak this up. No, this is absolute trash. I don't know how it ever had any following, but uh Since my, we're since we're highlighting it, we you might as well have a look. That's Did right. It.
1: And I'd say if you <laughs> do watch it, uh you don't have to send Richard any messages, but send me a message and tell me what you think.
0: No, you can send me, definitely hit me up. <laughs> I don't know if I want you to relive the memory of this movie. No, it's okay. Maybe just like keep it fresh to be like, maybe I can, you know, retroactively make it good <laughs> like yourself. I think it's there were
1: some really horrible parts but i think it was all in the the for me it was just f- funny enough to where like like you said the scene where the the set f- collapses on her it's so ridiculous that she's got to hold up the set and put it back together uh it to was, continue was the like scene. A to scene.
0: it would except for yeah.
1: yeah except for oh, it's worse okay.
0: <laughs> yeah no but, like i don't know i feel as if the whole movie was just done in first takes And I feel as if they just made it in the day. And that was it. Like, it was just like, yeah, we're making a movie today. And that was it.
1: We have one day to shoot this thing and that's going to be it.
0: Yeah. Oh, man. I think my my boss is just coming in. Well,
1: well, then I guess at this point, uh, the only things we did do do Tusk, but we didn't do a big thing because we both felt that it was, uh, there wasn't a whole lot going on. And it might be something I'll look at again later. But, uh, yeah. best part is the walrus costume, and, uh, I, I like yeah, the old yeah. guy, too.
0: No, but the whole thing was just a wee joke that turned into...
1: Yeah, basically. A, ...like,
0: a costume. That was a whole movie. So it didn't so. really warrant... Yeah, so, the third film, the second film that we wanted to look at first was Tusk by Kevin Smith, who I haven't had much background to myself, uh... Do you know he's been in like Jane's Island Bob, but I've actually somehow avoided that. And um, I know he has his own podcast, and the whole thing for Tusk came out of just like a, a podcast skit. Is that it, correct?
1: It came out of one of his many. Like, he got addicted to podcasts, and he created a whole network called the Smodcaster Network. And this one, um, I think it's just Smodcast is where it came, which was the original one that he does with Ralph Garman and uh it came from a story about a guy that was looking for a walrus that he met when he was a sailor and then they started talking about well what what if he or i think the guy wanted it was a fake story but i think it was about the guy that wanted to have somebody like a roommate it's roommate walrus situation that's all i remember and they started making jokes of it and at the end of the film during the credits they actually play the part of the podcast
0: yeah yeah like i skipped through that because i was like I was just so annoyed by the <laughs> end of the film that I was like, I can't give this. You
2: can't give it any more listening, Washington.
0: I was just like, the second the credit popped up, I was like, nah, I'm done. Like, I don't, know. I don't think I'm a fan of Kevin Smith. I think it's like that stoner culture that I despise, which is like, oh, we smoke weed and we're so fucked and everything's hilarious. And it's like, that's not what marijuana is about.
1: No, he's, he's become more like that than he used to be. Like, you can tell the quality of stuff has gone down. Like, listening to him speak is still interesting. His movies, mm, not the same. Like, I, I have, mean, this trilogy. I haven't, I haven't
0: listened to him personally, but the fact that the whole movie was kind of financed and produced off the back of a stupid podcast joke. Hmm. It would be like us talking about roadie demon covered in shit and making her own movie
1: hey that might be a good movie (laughs) roadie shit
0: demon yeah and we might get Kevin Smith to fund it
1: oh or you know brain damage films
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah who knows but it's watching Tusk it was supposed to be a horror comedy and it delivered on neither is basically what I thought like uh fair dues to I can't remember his name now but the main the main dude he was in, Justin uh, Long. Justin Long. He tried his best with the material he had, mm-hmm. and I did kind of like, you know, they're podcasters and it's relevant to what yeah. you're doing. I'm not going to say we're doing <laughs> what you are doing, and uh, they're like, yeah, we made it really big, and they're making a hundred grand a year on ads alone, and uh, I was like, who the fuck is his partner? I was like, I knew, I knew who it was. And I was like, that's Haley Joel Osmond from AI and all those like Sixth Sense. Mm -hmm. It's like, how is he still getting movies? He's just the ugliest man child. I think that this
1: was his return to film. Cause he, he did things here and there, you know, the whole Kingdom Hearts thing uh, that he, he did the voice of Sora for the longest time. And I think he's still the voice though. I don't know how he's going to do the next one in that installment. But uh, I think this was the first film first full film he came back and he just recently did another one where he's like a a sex ed teacher that's like a virgin or something like that it's something some stupid comedy but he's trying to get being an adult film actor now instead of just being the kid film actor that he was
0: yeah but like just everything about this movie there there was no substance to it like the whole movie was leading up to this big reveal of, okay, the man who Justin Long finds in replacement to the other guest who ended up killing himself. Mm -hmm. He's like this mysterious old man. He knew Hemingway and he he met this walrus out in the sea and you're like, oh, this is all cool. It's like, oh, Mr. Tusk was his name. And you're like, hmm, okay, it's like building up. And uh, you're just waiting for the reveal of Justin Long as a walrus. Like, what's it going to be like? That's from, the big thing. What's it going to look like? What's it going to look like? And from what I had anecdotally heard or picked up before I ever watched this, was that he was magically turned into a walrus. And he was actually a walrus. But in actual fact, he has like, grafted him, chopped off his legs, and like grafted his arms looking like wings, mm-hmm. and like, another layer of flesh over him to look like a walrus. Like That was freaky and when it revealed you're like holy shit and he had his, the real like human eyes staring back at you mm-hmm. which that uncanny valley of like oh shit this is creepy as fuck
1: well but, and the patchwork of the the suit too was really I, th- I think the it looked cheesy but at the same time like the little nuances of the suit like you could see pieces of the, like an ear here or face, traces those, of the other people yeah, that yeah. he used I thought no, that it was, was really like, cool.
0: That was good. It was really cool. But that should have been it. It should have been like a five minute short. Just be like the reveal of, okay, what was your vision of a walrus man, basically. It, the, the fact that they buffed it out to an hour and a half or an hour and 20 minutes or whatever it was, it was just a testament to yes, men in Hollywood. That's what it was. What? it's oh, okay, I... at school and, yeah, yeah, this is a good idea. Yeah, 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 let's make this. But if I was there and on the team, I'd be like, turns into a half an hour because like nothing happened in between like everyone was just waiting for this reveal and then when it was revealed nothing really happened with it until the end where spoilers everyone he ends up killing the captive the captor and uh it's like a you know fast forward a couple of months and he's in a walrus like in the garden he's still a walrus and I just have it written down being like, he makes 100k a year on ads alone. How the fuck couldn't he afford a surgery to fucking transfer back, even though he was a walrus for three days, you know? It's like, how you well, weren't that brainwashed.
1: I think, well, he, that was the things when he actually... Because he kept goading him into fighting him, right? As the walrus. And eventually when he finally did it, it was kind of the, the full transformation for him going from just being a human in a costume to going full walrus with everything. Uh, okay,
0: I, I I would agree with that wholeheartedly if it was like, it's five years later.
1: Yeah. Like I mean,
0: a couple of months later, but it was I can agree with that as well. It was literally two to three days. Like, have you ever lost your mind from two to three days? Uh, I don't well know there was you, that
1: one time. Yeah, but like,
0: <laughs> have, have you been watching the, the most recent Black Mirror? Uh,
1: no, I have not.
0: The, there's basically one episode in on that where there was like an implant in your head and you can take it out and it's like your consciousness and people can manipulate that then as if it's like an AI so they can be like oh yeah we're doing like a thousand years a minute or something Hmm. like that so then it would be as if the two of us were experiencing a thousand years over and over and it would feel like that long for us so that's when people got mad I won't ruin the black mirror because it's much better than Tusk (laughs) but but you can ruin Tusk all you want it to go insane and to accept your waterlessness in three days was uh, too much of a
1: yeah that that part of it I could understand and there's a lot of it that could be completely removed uh it's not a surprise to say that Johnny Depp is in this movie as a detective uh and the character I it's okay uh I feel like he could he could be removed completely and you wouldn't have to worry about it it you don't necessarily need him in there. Um, I just wonder how, how
0: Or you remove get, like, say again. How did he ever get in the movie? Like it's Johnny depp he's he always ends up in these like esoteric there, you know, weird movies. There is
1: um so we saw Yoga hosers as well, which is the sequel. Right? About right. Nazi Bratwurst. Again, it is a stoner type comedy
0: type thing. No, like I avoid Kevin Smith. I didn't actually watch that one.
1: Yeah. Uh, we 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 did, but when we saw it, they did a Q and A in the at the end, and they did a introduction by him. And he actually goes into how he got Johnny Depp uh, to be in the first film, and that Johnny Depp really wanted the second one to be made at the same time when he brought the thing. Uh, and it was really just a he met the guy somewhere. He had his contact information. He tried to get somebody else, and he said. He asked him, and Johnny Depp said, said, "Sure, I'll do it. it." It was literally something like that. Like they, he sent him the script. He liked the script. He decided that he wanted to do it, and it was just a shot in the dark. And actually, Johnny Depp coming on before they got full funding allowed them to get funding for the film because it wasn't a whole lot to to make the movie. I think it was like ten grand, maybe closer to twenty. So, and having Johnny work at cost, which would be like three grand to do the film yeah. was very enticing for a lot of studios to finalize the last bit of funding.
0: So, that's fair enough.
1: So it's... Uh, it, it's like I I, say, I'm it, probably butchering that story some, but it, like the it, basic it was, gist.
0: It was shot very well and put together very well, but I think content-wise, the whole thing was centered around the walrus suit, and there just wasn't enough meat on the bones to sort of like make a compelling feature length movie like it definitely could have been condensed in the 30 minutes and you would have been like this was fucking amazing i'd love to see this as a feature length you know the opposite way around
1: yeah i i could so. totally agree with that when it comes to this film uh like i said there's a lot of stuff that could just be removed and uh i liked the scenes with and i forget the actor's name but justin long and the guy that makes the walrus like some of the T- the dialogue between them, I do like a lot maybe it's just them going the dialogue is a little weak, uh but how earnest both actors approach those scenes together, basically like the scene where he's poisoning uh Justin Long, like the the lead up to it, I thought was well done, but you get those small scenes like that, and then you get stupid things of Haley Joe Osman and his current girlfriend, they're fucking each other and that's that doesn't need to be in the film
0: who cares Michael Michael Parks was the name of that actor
1: yes and he was in Red State Uh, Kevin's now that actually is a film I think a lot of people should see Um, because that is not a standard Kevin Smith film that's uh, his take on what would happen when the Redboro Baptist Church uh, would be assaulted by like the police like actually investigating stuff it's it's Kind of a creepy movie. It's much better than Tusk. But Mm -hmm. he's in that movie too, and he does it really well as the leader of the basically the cult.
0: Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, it was just, you know, a middle of the road movie. Yeah. It was like, it's a five out of ten. Like, it wasn't bad. It wasn't good. It was just like, it's watchable. Yeah. I wouldn't say it was entertaining to watch with people. It was just like, you know, you're literally throwing it on by yourself, and you're like, okay. Because that's the way I watched this, and I was like, hmm.
1: I like, would say if you're a fan of Kevin Smith, to give it a try. If you don't really like Kevin Smith stuff, uh, to give a quote-unquote horror movie a try, watch Red State instead of Tusk.
0: Yeah, because I wouldn't be a Kevin Smith fan, and this would probably be my first, like, you know, jumping into it. Yeah. I was like, oh, man, this is not good. <laughs> <Basically>. <laughs> uh,
1: this was his fourth, uh, or second, really, foray into horror, but uh, actually, like, monster horror. Um mm. But it's, it's still, it needs work. And then the next uh, Yoga Hosers, it's, it's kind of the same thing. It has some funny moments in it. But after looking back at it, uh, it's not as good as maybe when I first, when we first saw it. Um, though I'll probably end up seeing the final of the trilogy, which is Moose Jaws, just to see where the story ends up. Because it's yeah. the overarching story is actually for the detective that Johnny Depp plays. Because he shows up okay. in both yeah. films, and he'll be yeah. in the last no, I did, one. I,
0: did, I didn't see the other one, so maybe I was like, "Oh, I don't really get it." And like, I'm not really too into Kevin Smith. That I'm like, you know, if you're a fan, you'd be like, "This is amazing!" Like, look at all yeah. these in jokes, and, but
1: yeah, it, it could because kind of the, it. the really like the best way to think about his second film of this trilogy which is yoga hosers is like clerks but with teen girls so if you've seen clerks and you like clerks there's a lot of references back to it uh but again like you for you uh, it's probably not a recommendation that i would make
0: yeah but the thing is a movie has to stand on its own merits exactly so if like this was kind of an exercise in i don't know anything about kevin smith and I'm watching a Kevin Smith movie, and I'm just like, this is not good. But then if you're a fan, you might make excuses for it. To be like, oh, and well, it had this aspect, and it had that. And you're still admitting that it's not great. So, like, who is this movie for? Like, who, what was it, the audience?
1: Honestly, uh, nowadays, it's for Kevin Smith. <laughs> <laughs> He's just kind of in the mode, I'm going to try to make a movie. If I can do it, I can do it. It's and crazy. it's yeah, it's crazy, but the it's definitely a different. It's I would not, I would definitely say don't judge him based upon the this movie or yoga hosers. No, I'm not, uh, enough,
0: but I'm just like it, why? Why are you kind of going outside your genre of like stoner comedy, basically?
1: Because I think he's tired of it. Like he's been meaning to do. They want him to do Clerks three. It's on the docket. But he wants to do something different. Like I said, for this genre, Red State, Red State's a good watch. But these two, they're mediocre. Yeah, Kevin
0: Kevin Smith's gonna be fifty now. Yeah. So, yeah, but like, don't like your strengths lie, or else just give up.
1: Yeah, I mean he's he's done enough that he doesn't have to do anything anymore.
0: Yeah, like I I understand if you're like I want this to be made let's get it made like johnny Depp being like yeah i want to be this character let's make it i won't charge you anything i just want to do it mm-hmm. that's cool but like i don't know just share it around during the circle like don't wide release it just takes away from your credibility well with
1: that uh we've come to the end of our discussion i believe unless there's anything else so. that you want to add
0: I don't know. Shameless plugs. That's oh, <laughs> yeah! It's it's
1: definitely plug time. So if you've got any plugs that you'd like to to talk about, uh, now's your chance.
0: Well, guys, if you've liked what you're listening to of the last, I oh, don't know, are we pushing three hours now? No, we're two. That's not too bad. Um nope. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at the Fear Merchant. You can check out my newly released website, theFearMerchant.com. And check out com for all the latest and greatest horror news from around the UK and abroad. And beyond. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, as for me, can always follow us on Twitter. Well, I always say us, but it's just me. It's kind of that weird thing. I, I figure the podcast is like a beast with myself. Uh, but... <laughs> It's at T underscore, T underscore podcast. Uh, And of course, it's always great if you guys like, review, rate us on iTunes, Spreaker, Google Play, Stitcher, whatever your favorite platform is. We're most likely there. Uh, And then uh, suggestions for movies, either uh, run them up through Twitter or uh, send me an email at podcast at gmail.com uh we've got uh we just hit 400 followers as the time that i'm recording this so uh i've been instructed to <laughs> review life force and i don't know if you've ever seen that film
0: i uh, personally have not seen that i don't think it's ringing a few bells though. Th-
1: that one uh it stars sir patrick stewart and has to do with space vampires yeah
0: oh yes <laughs> it's Ringing more bells there now.
1: So that will be part of the queue sometime later uh, this season, I should say. So uh, thank you very much for having the conversation with me. I really appreciate it.
0: Uh, Thank you for having me on. I I believe I'm your first guest.
1: You're my first guest, and and everybody's going to enjoy the bonus episode, I hope, uh, and go and follow you and all your endeavors. Say again? Exactly. Oh, exactly. hopefully not your last guest hopefully not my last guest no there's a possibly some things planned for some other people too that have reached out after they found out i was doing this so you get to start the trend <laughs> i am the trendsetter
0: i just want to unite everyone in the community
1: no uh i i thank you so much for reaching out to and uh being a fan of the podcast as well as uh the, having this interaction uh with everybody in the community in including myself.
0: That's that's what I strive for. It's a pleasure. <laughs> Thanks for being on. Great. Great chatting out today. I really enjoyed this. All right. So,
1: uh, well, we'll see you uh, next episode with uh, the movie that was announced in the previous podcast episode, which at this time of recording, I don't know what it is. It could be Jack Frost 2, which was also recommended uh, by Richard here. it is the start of the holiday season so we'll see
0: (laughs) right so well i suppose will we leave it there yep bye everyone love you love thanks for listening
1: all right bye-bye